0: Triple M Breakfast with Seb Costello and Lawrence Mooney can be heard on Triple M in Melbourne from 6 till 9. Or you can hear it right here in this podcast. Thanks to Mighty Helpful, Mighty 10. They're the local business that values having yours.
1: Check out your local store online.
2: We are in the final throes of the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh, Comedyfestival.com.au if you want to book tickets. Um,
3: (laughs) And I'm a little bit hoarse. (laughs) I actually got a...
2: I got a text from uh, one of the, the publicists of the comedy festival last night saying, Go home. Go home.
1: On stage last night, you're a little bit underdone. No, no. Underdone.
2: Uh, no, it was uh, after, after uh, my show it was over. And I uh, was at the hi fi or Max Watts.
1: Mm.
2: And uh, I got a text saying, You should go home.
1: Fair enough. To s- get some
2: sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Much needed sleep.
1: <laughs> oh, you can take a nap during the songs. I'll, I'll I'll tuck you in, fashion a little bit. Have you seen the new five dollar note? Oh, I don't mind the five dollar note. It's been called got some, vomit. It's got
2: yeah. It's where is that from though? <laughs>
1: I don't know. Your <laughs> News
2: Limited and your Fairfax—they're running with headlines they are. from Twitter <laughs> and social media, aren't they? Yeah, they Someone's are. called it vomit, so they've gone with vomit. Yep. I like that. It's it got some wattle pods there it or does. bottle brush. It does. It it's has a... her, her Royal Highness. The Queen mm. and for HRH. Pe- and if you don't want the Queen on your $5 note, then make this country a republic. We are still part of the Commonwealth. That is our head of state. That is the Queen. If you don't want that, then front up and make this place a republic.
1: There's no need to panic, though. The Queen is still wearing pearls. Yeah. Which means one of the great traditions of the $5 note can continue. Yes. Which
2: mm. means it's like, a, and her neck. <laughs> uh, continues to be part of some kind of toothy, horrible amalgam.
1: Okay, yes. Um, now, it is a honey eater who is sitting on a twig and there are uh, wattle that runs down the middle and it's got a bit of a purple colour, which was disappointing to, as a Melbourne artist who was running a campaign to replace the Queen with Dame Edna Everidge and replace the wattle with a couple of meat mm. pies and sauce. Yeah, you know what happens when
2: you um, make a joke? About something official Darren yeah. Lyons <laughs> And the Geelong Council That's what happens When a joke becomes Too long But mm. mind you Darren Lyons I'm, I'm falling behind <laughs> him Because all they're saying is He was a bit of a sweary guy It's too much the like Who, who cares mm. I, We work in a sweary Workplace When <laughs> the red button's not on <laughs> We are swearing at one another Seb Costello This has been I one of the most I you you have <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're not alone either. This has been one of the most extraordinary two minutes from you. Really? We've started off with, you need some sleep. We've then stuck it to News Limited and Fairfax, finishing off with the state government mm. and a little bit of how stiffed was Darren Lyons.
2: Yeah. And let me go back to the $5 note, a yeah. little bit of uh, indigenous <laughs> flavor on our $5 note and everyone's arced up. Mm. Yeah. I just want to say to everyone, just Relax. <laughs> Who cares about the $5 night?
1: And man, last night, police charged the mother of 15-month-old Shania Saib with murder. Mm. For more, we'll go to Chris Ahern from the Today Show. Morning, Chris. What more can you tell us at this stage?
4: Morning, Seb. Well, it was a brief out-of-sessions court hearing last night, but I'll tell you everything uh, that happened. Uh, Shania's Sunaya, uh, mother, Safina Nikhat, 22-year-old, appeared briefly in this session in this out-of-sessions court hearing, charged... With murdering her 14-month-old daughter, she was wearing a black cardigan, pink shirt, black pants and thongs. She didn't say much. Uh, she moved slowly into the room. She was asked just one question as to whether she had been treated properly, to which she described, which she replied, yeah. And we also saw her clutching a copy of the Quran throughout and also when she was uh, led out of that hearing. Uh, she will appear in the Melbourne Magistrates' Court later today, No application for bail was made.
2: Uh, Such a tragic kind of a case, uh, the death of a a young child and possibly, you know, a a mother has been charged with, well, a mother has been charged with murder here. Um, Nothing to take away from this really, is there?
4: No, Lawrence, I mean, we'll now move into the, the court proceedings. I should also mention that police told the hearing that uh, Safina Nikat had made full a full confession to murder. Right. So that will be the next, uh, that will obviously, uh, when we hear from her in the Melbourne Magistrates Court, that's the next process uh, in this court hearing. Uh, Of course, for anyone that doesn't know the background to this, Sanaya's body was found partially submerged in the Darabin Creek in the early hours of Sunday morning. That was less than 24 hours after her mother reported that an African man had snatched the baby from a pram when she went walking uh, in Olympic Park in Heidelberg West. We're showing CCTV footage for the first time uh, today. That has emerged of... Safina Nikat pushing a pram with a baby in it and mm. then uh, emerge to the park and emerging a short time later with that pram empty.
2: As a reporter Chris, do you get a vibe from police straight away as to which way the investigation's going? Can you read their behaviour?
4: Well, Lawrence, all I'll say about that is obviously when the first plea was made from police, uh, obviously Miss Nikhat had said that her baby was snatched by an African man. There was mm. a lot of fear in that community and police appealed for public help. By the time Monday came around, we were told that homicide detectives would not be speaking to us. They didn't speak to us on Tuesday at all. So that was probably the first clue as to which way the investigation was right. going uh, because police often use the media when uh, they are looking for people in public.
1: Plenty of water to go under that bridge through the court system. Christina Hearn from the Today Show, we do appreciate you bringing us up to date. Thanks, Seb. Christina Hearn there, Moon Man. What do you say? Well,
2: what can you say? Uh, What we're dealing with is the death of a small child. So uh, a a little life lost, uh, very tragic uh, circumstances. Um, A mother allegedly murdered the child, And all you've got to think of is what has gone on in her life, that that is the drastic step that she's taken.
1: No doubt, we'll find out more about that. The other big story we discussed yesterday was, of course, Darren Lyons, the mayor of Geelong, who had a report dropped on him yesterday afternoon that looked into the culture at Geelong Council and was part of a plan by the state government to try and introduce a law to sack the council.
2: Now, Now, this isn't the first time in Victoria. Um, The Kennett government famously sacked a number of councils when they were amalgamating into the the super councils and uh, and there was this big argument about, you know, the democratic process in Victoria. What has happened here, though, is that uh, that legislation hasn't been introduced. The Geelong Council hasn't been sacked and so still Darren Lyons is the mayor of Geelong and so we are wondering what is the democratic process here?
1: Yeah, well, what they found was instances of bullying at the council, not pointing the finger directly at Darren per se, but they had found that Darren had had some... The Australian Human Rights
2: Commission had looked into the The behaviour... of The former commissioner, yeah, Susan Halliday. Yeah, had looked into the the behaviour of the council. And what's uh, appeared today in the papers is that Darren Lyons appears to be a bit sweary, you know, in the workplace. Uh, So what? The F-bomb in the workplace to to facilitate things, to get things done, to expedite matters.
1: He I wouldn't mean, be the first elected official to drop a few <laughs> F-bombs in the workplace. No. <laughs> I wouldn't. How he wouldn't be think?
2: the first person in a
1: position of power to swear at an employee. It was Kevin Rudd whose meal wasn't hot enough aboard the Royal Australian Air Force jet. It was Kevin Rudd whose makeup was a little <laughs> bit thick in the makeup room. Did he get removed by a special act of parliament? <laughs> no, we had a it democracy the, and we it, voted on it. Why isn't that happening in Geelong?
2: I mean, uh, if anyone has ever worked in uh, commercial radio. They know that the F bomb is is replete when the red light's not on.
1: It, it does happen. How do get you get th-
2: me my <laughs> coffee?
1: Showbiz diva, you?
2: That's me. Yeah. Get so- me my. Schwarzkopf,
1: (laughs) James. Well, no, hairspray is one thing that a man can't leave a home without. That's (laughs) how windy it is out there. Whether he's chroming or wearing it (laughs) on his (laughs) head. James Lake's got the Triple M news coming up in just a moment.
5: Thanks, Seb. It's 11 degrees in the city at 630 Police say a Mitchum woman charged with murder has made full admissions to killing her 14-month-old daughter at the weekend. Sophia Nikhat will appear in the Magistrate's Court again later today. A motorcyclist was killed in Canterbury last night, dying at the scene. A female driver of the car was taken to hospital. It brings Victoria's road toll to 83 now, 10 more than this time last year. Pressure's growing on the Andrews government to give Uber the green light after South Australia legalised the ride-sharing service yesterday. Victoria is now the only state in Australia where Uber is illegal. And in M Sport for Brighton Toyota, Port Adelaide forward Jay Schultz has been placed on the club's long-term injury list after surgery to repair a prolapsed disc in his back.
4: Looking to change your energy retailer? Switch your gas and electricity to Simply Energy for great pay-on-time discounts. Call 138882. Residential customers only.
3: A
5: partly cloudy day on the way 20 the top overcast and 24 tomorrow. Right now in the city it's 11 And win your tickets to Jim Jeffries, the world's funniest man this morning after night on Melbourne's Triple M.
1: I tell you who is no, Angel. Moon man, Darren Lyons. But we knew that. We when knew that he got elected in Geelong.
2: And uh, the man is a colourful individual. He uh, enjoys, uh, you know, the language. He enjoys the hairstyle. We pumped him up on the show on Monday. He was brought down Monday night. We pumped <laughs> him up on this show. You, you crash and burn straight away. Oh dear. We'll Tara come... Brown got pumped up yesterday. Now she's facing charges.
1: Mm, she's been charged. We'll come back to that, Moonman. Also, uh, Boomer Harvey. How uh, what, what are we going to celebrate Boomer breaking Michael Tuck's record? Go and scream at a stranger. <laughs> just get in the stranger's face. <laughs> and then kick six on him, wherever well, you might be.
2: Just an amazing career. Yeah. A very frust. One of those players that you love to hate. Mm. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Harvey.
1: Only because he... Finds a way to beat you, even though he's about 39. No, he's 38, actually. And you don't realise
2: that when you have got one of those players. I'm a big Dustin Fletcher lover, as you are, Seb. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you talk to any any other opposition supporter, they hate him. Really? They do. People hate Fletch. Because he's all arms and legs. He's a bit (laughs) like, oh...
1: People are anti limbs, are they?
2: Yeah, well, especially when they're hitting you across the forehead or the bridge <laughs> of the
1: nose. You can't hate Fletch, can you? I, I, like I, to, I
2: find it hard to believe, but yes,
1: I love his honesty. I remember we interviewed him. It must have been I was working at I was working as a boundary rider. It must have been his three hundredth, his three fiftieth, and Eston had had a win. And you know, you you go down to the change rooms, and we got him. And usually players play pretty straight bat. And I said to Fletch, "Oh, Fletch, you know how you're going to celebrate on air." And Fletch said, oh, well, probably go home, have a couple of bourbons, or oh, maybe a few more. Here's a big game after all. And I thought, what a lovely, refreshing answer. <laughs>
2: well, you look at any member of the 400 club, and they're much hated by opposition clubs. KB. Uh, KB, Michael Tuck. Yep. And, uh, you know, you would think that Michael Tuck, very clean player, but other Opposition teams go, Tucky, Tucky, yeah. It was one of those things. Tough though, in the clinches.
1: When you grow up and you're sort of wrapping your head around footy because it is the great institution of this city, and you're learning about the John Coleman's and the Peter Hudsons and the Jason Dunstalls and the Tony Locketts, you looked at Michael Tuck 426 games, and you thought, gee, that's a record that's never going to be broken.
2: Mm. And penned in with the uh, ruck roving combination of Scott. Tuck Matthews for about a decade and a half. Mm. What, a, what a time at Hawthorne.
1: Mm, reasonable. Yeah. Re- reasonable. So,
2: yeah, how are we going to celebrate Boomers 400 plus? Well,
1: maybe we can get some ideas on Twitter it's at MMM Hot Breakfast. Rosie, you'll keep an eye on that for I us. Sure will. We'd yeah, love excellent. to accept them. And after this, though, I want to come back to Darren Lyons. And uh, well, he's putting we, out. We are but now honestly, fans of democracy, aren't we, are.
2: we? We aren't happy with what's happened to. you hear it's like,
1: the people sing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you see, wow, you've gone all socialism. <laughs> Your father will be calling in no time. Um, well what we you. want to know is how can you <laughs> how can you put a mayor in with an election and then remove him with a state of uh, with a, an act of parliament? This local what, government minister, who's yeah.
1: well, I've never heard of him.
2: Well, wouldn't you go? Let's take it to the people again, the people of Geelong.
1: Yeah. And if you don't like swearing, you vote him out. Would have thought. Yeah. Pretty easy. And yeah, that's it. Put it to an election. Surely Push Geelong election. Council isn't the only workplace where there's a bit of bad language, Moonman.
2: And do you know what? There's some surprise bad language workplaces. Oh, I hear a little bit of a discussion coming the, on. Everyone oh, goes, no. OK. Hold
1: but- your gold, Moonman. Second day in a row, we're talking about Darren Lyons. He's the mayor of Geelong. And the report yesterday found that he had swore at various members of staff at Mm. Geelong Council over the journey, which has prompted a push from the state government to try and sack him.
2: It's been uh, touted as bullying. And uh, unnecessary behaviour. And I don't think that swearing is that foreign in the workplace. I don't Mm -hmm. think it's that foreign in Australian society. Surely
1: there's some workplaces where it's a little foreign.
2: I reckon it would be happening in the 60 Minutes workplace right now (laughs) as Tara Brown is on the (laughs) phone to the executive producer saying, what the have you done Uh, to me? mm. Get me out of here. Mm -hmm. I I think that swearing has its place too, to emphasise to to make the point, and I think that there's probably some surprising swearing workplaces. Oh, I yeah? it probably goes on in uh, the you know in the surgical theatre. Uh, I, <laughs> I said, the, <laughs> is that why scalpel. they knock you out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at the size of this guy's goiter. Um, I, I think there's some you know because we probably think about the wharves and the and the the building site and and some of those places that are classically working class where swearing happens, but I think it happens in the highest echelons of society.
1: Well, it does. Remember Kevin Rudd? Impossible.
6: I get to the very end, I've just, it's...
1: yeah. Ah, There's language. He's just complicates
0: it. There's a f***ing Chinese interpreter right
2: there. <laughs> just <laughs> f- Oh, it's so <laughs> refreshing.
1: Now, under this charge,
2: you'd sack Kevin Rudd. Absolutely. And uh, we want to know whether you work in a surprising swearing environment.
1: Well, it also happens on the set of uh, high Hollywood movies. Even though you would think they were a well-oiled machine. Of course, there's Christian Bale. I want you off the f- set, you. F- sorry. What the, the f- are you doing? Shut the f- up, Bruce. Do I want no, no? Why the f- are you walking right through da 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 like this in the background? What the f- is it with you? Give me a. F- I was looking at the light Oh,
2: good for you Oh, good for you Uh, And uh, we have been talking about Darren Lyons the last couple of days We, Seb, have got exclusive access to some behind-the-scenes taping of Darren Lyons' behaviour As Mayor of the Geelong Greater City Council That's
1: a big story Yeah, that is a big story What, a recording of
2: it A, A recording of Darren Lyons speaking To some of his employees Mm. and colleagues.
1: Gosh! All right. Well, we'll play that after this. In the meantime, one triple three five three surprise swearing workplaces.
7: uh, Lawrence, you may not be aware of this, but this is a surprise swearing workplace. Is it really? The young man in front of you over here, Seb Costello, body mouth on air. I
1: know. He's berated me
7: just the other day. He said this.
1: The Ambos suffered a suspected broken foot and bruises while his female colleague was hit in the back of the head as she came to his aid. (laughs) Lawrence Mooney's and bruises. Yeah, (laughs) Lawrence. Something and I saw what you did there. 13353, give us a call. Secret swearing workplaces. And after this, have you really got tape of Darren Lyons? From behind the scenes down at Geelong. That's a big story. You'll hear it on Triple M. Dobby in a secret swearing workplace. Mm. Where do they swear that you wouldn't expect it, Moon yeah. Man? I got in a nomination. In the library,
2: like oh, a, yeah. that that Hindu decimal system. Yeah, that is really giving me
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know they are because you come up, you ask for a book, they don't have it, and yeah. they're obviously potting it's you behind in the, the desk. In reference section. Yeah. Right. yeah. From Garfield, let's go to Oscar. Oscar, you got a bit of a swearing workplace story.
8: Yeah, g'day fella, sounds like you're doing okay, but I just thought I'd bring you up to speed with a modern-day workplace. I'm okay. a garbo, and the, the modern standard of garbage these days is that garbos aren't allowed to swear in the tip and the garbage tip of all places because really? it's to be um, not a suitable workplace to use a bit of lingo.
2: So how do they enforce that? Is it a swear jar scenario or three strikes and you're out? What, what do they do down there at the tip?
8: Well, that's right. There's a three-star policy that um, if you get busted enough times, they'll kick you out for life. Wow.
3: Well, you might,
8: might serve a sentence of two weeks or six weeks as the current suspension system. And um, how they enforce it is um, they've got people with big ears or the seagulls lag us in, I think.
2: Right, so uh, the gar- you're bringing the garbologists' uh, industry into disrepute, if you swear down at the tip.
8: Well, that's it, you know. It's part of the nanny state, I think, that the um, Australian right.
3: vernacular
8: is being eroded.
1: Aussie, quickly before you go, do you get paid while you're suspended?
8: Oh, well, this is a bone of contention at the moment, so we're um, addressing this on a bit of an industrial accident. I
1: would have hoped so. Aussie, hang on there. You've scored a copy of Creed, the latest addition to the Rocky franchise, Moonman. Mm. Fine franchise, as we know. That's out now on Blu-ray. To Jim at Altona. In great franchise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jim, you got a bit of a swearing tale for us?
9: Well well, Rosie actually stole me Thunder from a couple of weeks ago, so oh.
3: kinda
9: when you're on when you're reading about the beats and bruises.
3: Oh but, uh, Seb swearing Jimbo,
1: yes, yes, No, we don't need to hear that.
9: Yeah, I know, but you know what I'm saying. Anyways, <laughs> but the um if you want to talk mares, and and make this guy's Darren Lyons on steroids. Paul the pisser Pasali. Ooh, Ooh, where from? Ipswich, mate, the greatest mayor to ever walk the planet. The guy would go to the opening of a chip packet. Mm. So we're talking Ipswich
1: in Queensland?
9: Ipswich in Queensland. Well,
1: good thing it not in Victoria because he'd get the
9: sack. Oh, mate, the guy's unreal. Seriously, I've had a bit to do with him over the last couple of years. Uh, Absolute top bloke, bloke. but... The oh. best mayor that ever walked the planet. It's like Diamond Joe Quimby off the
1: Simpsons. I was going to say, sounds a lot like Bill. <laughs> sounds a lot like Bill Hunter from Muriel's Wedding.
9: And you cross him with Bill Hunter from Muriel's Wedding, mate, and the guy—that's Paul Piscitelli. The guy is a legend.
7: you uh, before Audrey the Chambers. Queensland Crime Commission at the moment. Yeah. Well,
1: oh, is he? <laughs> Well, we don't endorse the pisser quite yet on Triple M <laughs> Hot Breakfast. We'll have a look into that one. Thank you, Rosie. Good save. But we have got exclusive
2: tape from behind the scenes at the Geelong this is City huge. Council. Uh, Darren Lyons has been accused of, of being a foul-mouthed fury, abuse and intimidating behaviour. How did you get this? Well, I've got my sources. I said, let's have a listen to Darren. Tell them to just give me some f- logos. Tell them I don't want all this f- I just want some f- logo ideas. That that f- should be picking up f- dog shit. F- me, I'm the mayor. I don't need to be meeting with someone one week and then meeting with them the f- next. Where the f- were you? I needed you to take photos. The f- leader of the opposition was in Geelong for breakfast. You f- idiot. Are they f- dumb? Tell him to f- do something instead of just f- talking. A colourful character indeed, Darren Lyons. (laughs) He liked to get things done though and I think he's achieved things for Geelong whether he's been uh, accused of foul mouth tirades or
1: not. We're talking comedy festival with a man who's sold out so many shows. He's added a new one Sunday 5pm at the Melbourne Town Hall, if you don't mind. Morning, Nath Valvo. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. You two are like the emergency teachers of Breakfast Radio.
3: <laughs> That's right. Uh, You've been
1: called in. Yes, we're just you... going
2: to write up um, your name on the board <laughs> if you muck around.
1: And the audience is going to see how long it takes to make us cry. Uh, yeah, no one, no one
0: respects you guys this week. Like
1: <laughs> No just, one.
2: We're just running a wet weather program here, <laughs> mate.
1: Board games.
0: <laughs> God, I love the wet weather program.
2: Oh, I loved it. I hated going outside, being Same, quite uncoordinated. Yeah, it's cool. like wet weather program program get out the fuzzy felt i mean yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> put on turner and Hooch for the fourth time this week
2: <laughs> oh, he's eating the seat of the car oh. uh, so you've had a pretty good uh, comedy festival you got a five star review in the herald sun thank you moon man yeah wave it proudly cuz i think there was only three or four five star reviews so you were one of them and cool. you you've added another show
0: yeah you know m- the reason uh, extra shows happen is mostly because melbourne's very lazy with the comedy festival and everyone just keeps putting it off to the last week mm. and Then the last week comes and everyone wants a ticket and you can't get one
2: and you've been going mums too which <laughs> i love this comedy festival mums have had it too good for too long <laughs> they've got their own day yes uh where you take them flowers and chocolates it's mums are tr- bullshit
0: oh god <laughs> mums are just you know they're the martyrs all mums are martyrs we all know that don't we
2: yeah. So I really
0: go, I'm really I'm really going my mum the martyr this year in my show. What's your mum's name? Uh, Lynn. Lynn. Classic mum name. Said what's your mum's name? Well before name?
1: you go on, Tanya, I love you. If you're listening to this, I don't endorse anything that Lawrence and Nath are going with here. <laughs> Olive. Olive
2: uh, will not be listening.
0: <laughs> Olive, that's a yeah. that's nice hmm. mum name. i kinda go my mum a bit too when yeah.
2: In my show. So what do, What treatment do you give Lynn?
0: Uh, Lynn just is like every single mum on earth that you meet is the hardest working mum on earth. Like you don't meet anyone that works harder than your mum and they just do a few little manipulations. Like if you walk home and you walk into your lounge room and your mum's sitting down watching TV or on the phone, I guarantee you she'll say, I've just sat down. <laughs>
3: and <I laughs> love- I've just
0: sat down, Lawrence. I, I'll tell you. I've just sat down. I haven't stopped.
3: <laughs> I haven't stopped.
0: It's like, I don't, it's okay if you have. Even if you've been sitting down for a good half hour, mum, it's all right. Like nothing, no judgment here. So if the ho- <laughs> when the home phone rings, when it's like one of the neighbours, it's always like, oh, hello, Gail. I've just sat down. I haven't had... I've just just found the time to answer the phone, Gail. It's interesting you say that because
2: sometimes I sit down now and involuntarily I go, oh, this is the first time I've sat down all day. Because it's in there, hardwired from your mum. Yeah.
0: Mum also does this thing where like she's embarrassed to eat for some reason. She doesn't even have time to eat, Lawrence or Seb. So you'll get to the dinner table and I promise you tonight when you have dinner, your mum will be the last one to the table so she can make the announcement when she sits down. Firstly, oh, I've just sat down to the whole family. <laughs> and then secondly, oh, this is the first meal I've had since, since this morning. All I've had time for today is a cup of tea and a piece of totes. Right, Shut up, mom. You're not on the 40 hour <laughs> famine. You clearly Uh, you've had lunch today, so
1: stop lying. The show's called Tongue in Cheek. It has got a special show Sunday 5pm at the Town Hall, comedyfestival.com.au for tickets. Nate Valvo, a pleasure to chat,
3: mate. Thank you.
0: I just really throw in, please do not bring children to my show because of the 5 o'clock thing. They might get like a Matilda matinee feel. No, absolutely not. I had to turn two 12-year-olds away the other night because... We get into other areas that are nothing to do with parents, Lawrence. Yeah, okay, it's a
2: mature audience only. Yeah, the AO
1: about... warning has been put in place. <laughs> too to much
2: back. fun at work. I'm calling Seth. What? I'm having too much fun at work. I shouldn't be paid for this. I well, want to say to the the executive here at Triple M, I'll put my I'll put my money on the bar come Friday. There before. is
1: one crime that needs to be solved in Melbourne at the moment, Lawrence mm. Mooney. And I'll read from the victoriapolice.news.com.au <laughs> website. And, and it's a crime, so I shouldn't be... It
2: is a crime. I shouldn't be enjoying this too much.
1: No, you shouldn't. You should feel for the staff members at an adult entertainment store in Dandenong <laughs> who were robbed last month. Police have been told an unknown man entered the adult store and approached Mm. the counter to ask staff about incense sticks just after 10pm on the 17th of March. He then pulled out a knife, threatened staff before making demands for cash and incense sticks. A small amount of cash and incense sticks were handed over and the offender fled in a yellow hoodie.
2: And that is not funny. If you are threatened with a weapon, that can scar you for life. But what I want to ask is if you were holding up an adult store, apart from cash, what product would you demand? You've got a fixation with this. Well, I have. I've been to those shops and (laughs) and the array, I mean, just from your your faux phallic representations is huge. It's
1: almost like you're disappointed in this bloke for just taking incense incense sticks.
2: sticks. You can get incense (laughs) sticks from off your tree. You can get them from anywhere. But, you know... (laughs) Why would you go into an adult store when there's so much available to you? And you decide to go, you could get your wife a you know all sorts of treatments you, and prostheses. <laughs> <laughs> you could get a, a magnificent. Can I say strap on? Uh, <laughs> on this, show. you could
1: also pay for all these
2: items, Moon. Of course, it can can. But I was going. My my point is, if you're going to hold up one of those stores, why would you go away with instant sick? incense sticks when there's all sorts of DVDs mm-hmm. and, and magazines still available. To all you. Right.
1: I'm going to regret this, but Moon Man.
2: All sorts of products.
1: What would you have stolen from the adult store instead of the incense
3: sticks? I
2: think some edible lingerie,
1: <laughs> straight up. I would have been
2: put the, all the edible lingerie. Into this bag, and don't make eye contact with uh, me. <laughs> regret having asked. I knew I never should have asked. Don't Ugh. pretend you've never looked at one of those places with a certain degree don't, of longing. Don't and, drag me into this. And your your moral your moral high ground. I come at this story across the threshold from
1: a Crime Stoppers <laughs> situation. I want to make sure we get this guy in the yellow hoodie <laughs> with Chicago written across it.
2: Yeah. So you are. Uh, yeah. You. Hello, Seb Missionary Position Costello oh, yeah. reporting for oh, Triple M. You know, do
1: they sell rubber fists at these sort of places? Because yes, I'd steal that and punch you in the face with it. Whoa. Shut you up. What about those masks with the zipper across the mouth <laughs> that keep yeah, you quiet? Now you're talking.
2: Yeah. 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 Now am I in your that, sort of world? That, yeah, you know exactly. Oh. I thought we'd flush you out eventually. Oh. You've gone rubber oh. fist and gimp mask. Yeah, not for my <laughs> private life.
1: <laughs> Shut up the moon, man. <laughs> And Tara Brown from 60 Minutes is currently in prison Mm. in
2: Beirut. The new series of Orange is the New
1: Black. (laughs) No, it's not, Moonman. It's not a laughing matter.
2: I think we're all fascinated with prison, though. We all, you know, there's been so many prison dramas. Like, you know, Prisoner Here, and then it's become Wentworth, and then there was Oz. And I, too, am fascinated with prison. And uh, I I think I'd go okay in prison. Why do you say that? Well, I like Boundaries. I like to, you know, get up at a certain time and go to bed at a certain time, three square meals, bit of exercise.
1: Oh, I think there's some boundaries that aren't kept in prison, right. Moon Man.
2: Listen, that's all spurious <laughs> hearsay.
1: Just random anecdotal evidence. But
2: uh, often our prison system is seen as like, oh, too light on prisoners, they get to watch TV Slap and whatever. Slap on the wrist. The idea is you remove somebody's freedom and that is the punitive measure, not that they should be bashed or raped or something horrible happened to them. But I believe the French prison system is one of the most brutal in the world. Really, I've heard that the rate of recidivism in, in France is incredibly low because their prison system is incredibly brutal. And so... You know that's a French. I don't want to be involved in that prison system because there's, it's not escargot and steak tartare. <laughs> uh, it's just systematic beatings and a horror show. Yeah. I like the idea of prison. Aren't we all in prison, though, Seb? I ask you. Aren't we? Isn't life a prison?
1: You're getting far too deep. Okay. Is this again uh, just a remnant of our decision to legalize medicinal <laughs> cannabis in
2: Victoria? <laughs> Do you think I've got my hands on some medicinal cannabis ahead of the legislation it's not and medicinal. I've just been
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> I've just been having a toke in the days, uh before the eight o'clock hour. But uh, Tara Brown is in prison, yeah. and uh, they've been charged. Yeah, this is serious. Yes, it is, Moon Man. Are we going to talk more about this? Because you were telling me they have forked out one hundred and fifteen grand to basically. No, I wasn't telling you that, Moon Man. Oh, okay, I that was, was off the record. No, was wh- it? <laughs>
1: Can we dump that, please, Rosie? Okay. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> After this, Moon Man, I oh, want to talk- Okay,
2: we don't want to interfere with the Lebanese justice Mate, system. I'm
1: reaching for the rubber fist again with the way you're okay. behaving at the moment. Uh, $5 note, Moon Man. Have you got a nickname for the fiver? No, I haven't. I, the yeah. Lady Godiva? <laughs>
2: I, I still miss Carolyn Chisholm. I liked her when she was on it with the, the boat in the background and the. the, the Carolyn uh, Chisholm being the former face of the $10
1: note? $5 note. $5 note? Yeah. I'm sorry, the- mate, just I miss Carolyn Chisholm isn't a sentence that I hear <laughs> on a regular basis. Okay. Let's get to the news. So room. I've got to
2: give it some context. <laughs> Gee, I miss Carolyn Chisholm.
1: <laughs> We've got a new $5 note, mm. moon
2: man. It's a beautiful $5 note, too. It's got some Australian waddle. It's got a native bird on there. It's a honey eater. It's a, excuse me, it's an Eastern Spinebill.
1: Is it? i read it was a honey eater.
2: Well, it might be a honey eater to your common man, but to your your bird lover.
1: Indeed. Well, mate, uh, last night, Ross Greenwood on Channel 9 was reporting on our new $5 note Mm. because he is the man when it comes to money in there at the Nine Network. And here's how he opened his report.
9: A fiver, a skydiver, a lady diver,
1: a pink lady, or a prawn. Have you heard of any of those nicknames for the five dollar note? No, I haven't.
2: Uh, I've heard of a couple. You know, for the your bigger denominations, your lobster.
1: Now that is
2: your twenty dollar note. Yeah, right. Your big orange unit there, or your pineapple. Uh, Look and, at and all the, those
1: pineapples just spilling out of your pocket, yeah, Moon, man.
2: always. Just cash jobs, left, right and centre. 13353, uh, three, three.
1: Three, let's establish the official list of note nicknames. Really? Give us a call, 13353. Three. Off Twitter, I've got one in from Clint Stanaway, who is mm. the sports reporter at Channel 9. He refers to the $5 note as the Pam Shriver. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: to, of course, be abbreviated just to the Shriver.
1: Indeed. Yeah. Uh, Steve, off Twitter, has given us an official <laughs> list. <laughs> The $10 note is the Ayrton Senna. tenner.
2: Mm-hmm. I like it.
1: The tomato for the $20 note. I've gone a lobster in the past.
2: Formerly known also, I think, uh, just post-decimal as the brick because uh, there was a lot of red house bricks around, and so it was called the brick. I think that's the the derivation of it.
1: Being I like this one from Steve, though. The $100 note, the Bradman.
2: Right. Well, it'd, ah. it'd be only ninety nine point nine four, of course.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dean at Murwillumbah, have you got a note nickname, Dino?
2: I certainly do. It's the uh, hundred dollar note. It's known as the green
6: ghost because you very rarely see them. But... <laughs> <laughs> I like it a lot. Sad
1: but true, Dino. Let's go to Paul at Aspendale. What's your note nickname?
9: Morning, boys, is uh, definitely a
1: hundred. Yeah. Lobster, twenty, and a uh, high double fifty. I reckon lobster and pineapple are going to be pretty hard to shake, Moonman, if they we're putting together there. an official list. And, uh, of course, then there's the tenor.
2: Is it just a tenor or is it, you know, like a. Um do you name one of the great tenors?
1: Well, we had, oh, the Pavarotti. Yeah, the Pavarotti.
2: Oh, <laughs> I like that, the Pav. Well, what? someone's
7: gone on with that and saying that the fiver is the baritone because it's lower than a tenor. Thank you, Alan Downey oh, on Twitter.
1: Oh, nice. lower Best. than a tenor. I like the
5: that. The baritone. Just flick us a Pav oh, when well, you move
2: I'm going to stick with, uh, I'm going to call a $5 note the Chisholm because <laughs> uh, Caroline Chisholm used to adorn oh, that great note. It's
5: the Caroline
1: Chisholm fan club. Over to my left, <laughs> Patrick at Hampton. Have you got a note nickname?
8: I do. For the handy. I've got the avocado. I oh, am yeah, a bit oh, yeah. of
1: green.
2: And if you don't spend it too long uh, in, or, <laughs> or quickly enough, it goes brown.
3: No. Yeah, no. correct. I was
2: just going with the avocado <laughs> analogy there, Patrick, and, and it was bad.
1: Don't try and cut the middle out of it either because that's not going to be good for your <laughs> bank account. I like. I reckon whoever off Twitter had the $100 note as the Bradman was on the money. Mm. That's nice. Don't okay. you think?
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a bit of history there.
1: Yeah. Got a suggestion that the 50 is the Hawaii, presumably
2: oh, because of the, the pineapple. Pineapple, the well, tropical, or, yeah, or the Pacific Rim, the, <laughs>
1: where you're extracting yours from. Uh, Mark at Melton, have you? <laughs> sorry, you took it down this path. You've when we went to Danningong, uh, go get your five litre bottle. Mark at Melton, have you got a uh, note nickname for us?
8: Yeah, good day, fellas.
1: How you going? Yeah, very good, well. Mark.
8: Um, yeah, I'll just nicknamed the uh, the $20 note, the, the redback.
9: Yeah, not bad. Yeah, Good. Yeah, so that's always just stuck. i have just yeah, come up with that. And, yeah. Yeah, it's just always
1: stuck. Well, you've smashed it, mate. Yeah. Uh, you got some off Twitter near there, Rosie, for For us?
7: our $5 note, Stephen Duffield and Cade Whitnish have both suggested the Stuart Diver for the Fiverr. Oh, I yeah. reckon
2: probably, how, are we getting on to 20 years
1: ago since? Uh, I
2: don't Stuart, mind it. The Stuart, Stuart Diver. Hit the, hit the news.
1: It's a tribute to the great man. Mm. Yeah, any, yeah. yeah, he's still around <laughs> <laughs> No, I know, but you know, there you go, any others Rosie?
7: Uh, that's it for now on yeah, Twitter, good. but uh, what the, about So there's
2: been a few divers though, it's the Lager Diver, the Sky Diver, the Stuart Diver I mean, is there another rhyming slang?
1: Yeah, uh, Sean off Twitter, the $100 note is a tourist, because they're the only ones who've got them <laughs> To Nidgeri, Simon, what's your note nickname? Good morning lads, how are we? Yeah, very well, I was well until Moonman asked me what I'd steal from a sex shop. But let's go back to note um, nickname, Simon. What do you got?
8: That's all right. The Moon Man's a genius. I love him. <laughs> oh, the, uh, thank the, you. Uh, for a fiver, <laughs> we call it a Pam Shriver.
1: Yes, yep, yep good.
8: And, and the uh, tenor we always called it a Peter McKenna.
1: Very good. Yes, nice. And,
8: yeah. and the 20, we used to call it a lower plenty.
1: Oh, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Nice local reference. Yeah, I, it, love, hey. I love Take the, the slang. Very good. Well, Moonman, if we're putting a... Official list together, the hundred. We're going to go the Bradman or the avocado. I'm going to go the avo. Avo, check yeah, the avo because
2: because you can you can just abbreviate it because you come up with a nickname and immediately you abbreviate it. You know the Pam Shriver becomes a Pam.
1: Fifty is the pineapple. We'll lock that in. I think. Yeah. What did we go lobster for the twenty or the red brick?
2: Oh, uh, or the red back. Yeah,
1: uh, all good or suggestions. Just a red,
2: maybe a red. Yeah. maybe the. Lo- I I, lo- I like the lobster.
1: And ten, we went with the Pavarotti. Or the Ayrton Centre?
2: <laughs> p- no, let's go with the Ayrton Centre.
1: Yeah,
7: okay. Hook a few late a- nominations yeah. for the fiver, the Eddie Maguire.
3: Oh,
2: yeah, okay. Like the Eddie. A couple in the hot seat. But, of course, we don't have nicknames for our coins. The Americans have the dime <laughs> and the nickel and the penny. We don't have Are you suggesting nicknames.
1: currency discrimination here? Well,
2: Matt? you know, the 20-cent piece has got a beautiful platypus on it in the w- swimming through the river there. The pussy.
1: <laughs> yes. And last week we had Malcolm Turnbull, the Prime Minister of this country, dialing in from Sydney, the elected member for Wentworth. And there was, Rosie, a bit of Twitter discussion regarding his performance versus the normal Prime Minister we have, care of...
7: Lawrence Mooney. Knackers tweeted saying, bring back the Moon Man as Prime Minister.
1: Is that actually his handle, or are you yes. just referring no, no, no. to him <laughs> no, no. as a man? Knackers. Rennie Knackers.
7: Um, Dean Thompson said, the Prime Minister isn't as funny as he usually is. <laughs> Trav Cootes, um, Lawrence Mooney does Malcolm better than Malcolm. And um, I like this one as well. Craig Guess, I actually prefer hearing Lawrence Mooney. This other bloke is boring and doesn't know Melbourne. Well, yeah,
2: somebody uh, commented when the actual Prime Minister was speaking to Ed Mickendas. Where are the jokes? <laughs> <laughs> After there this, we will have
1: Malcolm Turnbull on Triple M. Moon, Moon Man, you go out and organise that for us, please. Absolutely. I want Malcolm I'm Turnbull driver. on this show. Welcome the Prime Minister of Australia onto the program. It's a very good morning to Malcolm Turnbull.
6: Good morning to you, Lawrence, and good morning to you, Sebastian. Always a pleasure to join you. On, uh, on uh, the hot breakfast, but I guess it's the work experience hot breakfast this morning, isn't it?
1: Well, Mr Prime Minister, don't think you're going to get an easy ride. Let's talk about this plan you've got for a super-fast train between Melbourne and Brisbane. Are you excited? Is it going to work?
6: Well, I'm looking forward to uh, it, it becoming a reality, finally, in Australia. Uh, and I'm looking forward to naming it. I've been a big fan of trains. I've, I've ridden the Orient Express. I've, I've been on the Trans-Siberian Railway. And, of course, I'm a big fan of Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm thinking about recalling Joe Hockey from Washington to be the fat controller and making it into a tourist attraction.
1: <laughs> Prime Minister, we were talking about currency a moment ago and the nicknames mm. for the $5 note. Have you got a nickname for the $5 note? What's a $5 note? Um, I'm purely platinum
6: Amex. (laughs) Lucy, uh, this young man Sebastian's talking about a $5 note. Have you ever seen a $5 note? No, I I haven't got a nickname for it. Uh, I wouldn't know one if I saw it. What does it look like?
1: (laughs) It's purple. Used to have Caroline Chisholm on it. It's got Caroline Chisholm on it. No, used to. Used to.
6: Okay, who's it got on it now? Now, the Queen, Her Majesty. Well, I'm I'm a Republican, so I would never have the Queen in my
3: pants.
1: (laughs) I should hope not, Prime Minister. Uh, Tony Burke, one of the ALP frontbenchers, he's mm. accused you of being a part-time Prime Minister.
6: Well, we've all read the four-hour working week, haven't we, Sebastian? Working smarter, not harder. And I believe that thoroughly. I mean, I'm, I, of course I'm a part-time Prime Minister. I've got other things on. But Tony Burke's one of those people that has recovered from his speech impediment And it's got all cocky. Do you remember when he used to speak like Liz Smiley on the Extra ad? Do you remember that? (laughs) All sloshy around the gums. Listen, Tony, just back off. That's what I say to him. Extra. Do you remember that? (laughs) Do you remember when he used to speak like that?
1: (laughs) Spending a bit of time in the West lately, PM. What's happening over there?
6: Well, to tell you the truth, that I'm speaking to you in Melbourne, not a lot, Okay. The thing that happens in the West is they dress me in high viz.
3: Mm. That's
6: uh, that's yep. short speak for highly visual, and uh, I've got to ride around with Colin Barnett, mm-hmm. who could put you know the most uh, he could put anyone to sleep. That guy, seriously, it's the the resources boom is over. I'm only over there because Julie Bishop said either you go in a triathlon with me around Canberra or go to the West <laughs> and uh, garner some boats. <laughs> the only reason I'm over there it's as boring. Can I use the phrase batshit? Uh, Uh, That's what it's boring out. You're
1: sounding a little bit like another leader in this country, Darren Lyons, who faces the sack for swearing. Has he been a bit stiffed?
6: I I think that swearing has its place, Sebastian. And uh, I think that, you know, in the heat of the moment, (laughs) any great leader will drop the F-bomb occasionally. And uh, I certainly have. Whenever Tony Abbott comes up, I, I normally punctuate his name with Tony and then a swear word and then Abbott.
1: Mm, I see. And that
6: swear word can start with a number of
1: consonants. Have you got a quick. No, Lawrence has just handed me a question too, Prime Minister, mm. which is from him. Good on you, Lawrence. You're a good guy and a great <sighs> constituent. Okay, well, Lawrence wants to know, Prime Minister, if you were to rob a Dandy Nong sex shop, oh, no. what mm. would you steal?
6: Well, that's an interesting question, but I guess probably the answer is a dildo. Um, I mean, that's the most obvious answer, isn't it? I mean, what else is there to steal? Most of it's available on the internet. And uh, why do you find that funny, Sam? I, I don't find. I okay, don't. Um, uh, let's move on to more important questions. <laughs>
1: Prime Minister, I think that sort of brings us to the end of our allotted so time. that's the
6: final word that you're going to leave me <laughs> on. I say dildo and you sign off. That's, that's terrible.
1: Malcolm Turnbull, thank you for your time. Okay, bye-bye now. Good on you. Just a quick one to bowl in off the back of note nicknames. I like AJ who suggested that $10 should be known as the Ellie, a perfect 10.
2: Oh, nice. It's a little bit of a dated
1: reference. It is. It's a throwback to your glory days, but yeah. I wanted
2: to make you feel comfortable. Well, L is the not an Ellie. Wasn't L, she
1: Ellie when she was younger, though? No. no. Never.
2: Overruled. My mistake. Uh, <laughs> Car-
1: <laughs> Carlson, You're a
2: magnanimous man.
1: <laughs> I, look, I know when the numbers are against me, unlike Tony <laughs> Abbott, and I get out on time. Uh, Moon Man, we've uh, been following the case of... The mayor of Geelong, as it stands at the we moment... We have been railing
2: uh, in defence of Darren Lyons as undemocratic by the Victorian government to even suggest that this administration can be just thrown out without an election.
1: Mm. Surely there's a bit of democracy at work here. Mm. And if you don't like his loud suits and his mohawk, you go to the ballot box... Or his swearing. Uh, or his voice. Quite important. And you mark against his opponent. Are you going... What's he wearing today? I've seen him pop up on the TV in some well, splendid sort of... he looks sort. very
2: much like he's transitioning gender today. He's <laughs> wearing pink and he's got a nice grey sweep on. He's looking very effeminate today. I'm not sure if he is for the record, but he was
1: being interviewed by Carl Stefanovic. I don't think you
2: can defame someone by suggesting that they might be transitioning gender, but nice to back that up with it's,
1: allegedly. It, it wasn't allegedly. <laughs> it was. People you, respect you, you after you... Broke. went all newsroom on People me respect you after you broke the story of the recording of Darren Lyons mm. earlier this morning.
2: So I shouldn't uh, I shouldn't mess with my credibility. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're suggesting?
1: Let's move on. <laughs> and Carl and Obig went one-on-one with Darren Lyons this morning. Mm. I think Carl has sort of made up his mind about this situation.
6: I, I agree with you. There's been problems with that council for a long, long time. We have to finish it there, but I will say another thing. Um, and it's not necessarily in your favour, but uh, the, you are the only person mentioned here. There are councillors um, who are cited as bullies as well.
2: Their names uh, have been left out. Managers and senior managers um, of, yeah. of the council, their names have also been left out. There's a culture of uh, bullying. There's a culture of cover-up here at the council. And I hope yeah. for everyone's sake in Geelong, everyone gets the sack, including yourself. Yeah. Okay. Well... Carl certainly has made up his mind there. Sometimes Carl's politics can verge wildly to the blue, Mm. very conservative at times. And, uh, you know, what does he know about what has gone on inside the Geelong Council? We don't really know. All we've been told is by an investigation by what could potentially be called a government stooge, a former... (laughs) A former Australian human rights commissioner, sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, you might Su- win a Walkley. Susan Halliday. Susan Halliday. You might win a Walkley for this story, Lawrence, because we have a recording that you discovered mm. of Darren Lyons as mayor. I dig. Speaking to some of his employees. It's explosive stuff that you'll only <laughs> hear on Triple M. And here it is. Tell them to just give
2: me some f- logos. Tell them I don't want all this f- I just want some f- logo ideas. That that d- should be picking up f- dog shit. F- me, I'm the mayor. I don't need to be meeting with someone one week and then meeting with them the f- next. Where the f- were you? I needed you to take photos. The f- leader of the opposition was in Geelong for breakfast. You f- idiot. Are they f- dumb? Tell him to f- do something instead of just f- talking. There's Darren Lyons directly from inside the chambers. Explosive Uh, stuff. It also sounds like me on a Twitter spat (laughs) against an Adelaide reviewer. Only
1: one story worth talking about. We're getting
2: about. comfy here, I tell you what, well, Ed, Mick and Dar. <laughs> I'm about
1: to talk Take about it. Take another a place. look at those contracts because well, I don't know. There's only one more place you're more comfortable than the <laughs> studio, and it relates to this story. <laughs> staff members at an adult entertainment store in Dandenong, entertainment. Robbed last month, 10 pm, 17th of March, a man pulled a knife, threatened staff before making off in a yellow hoodie with cash and incense sticks. I'm furious. Well, we've made a major breakthrough in this story, Rosie. You've been mm. doing some online digging,
7: and Famous Five, George and Timmy style. And yeah, we are
2: absolutely—you about... are a big Famous Five fan. Mm. Enid Blyton is your middle
1: name. <laughs> <laughs> sure. We are about to just break this story right open with some penetrating investigation, Rosie.
7: <laughs> Following on from today's incense at the adult entertainment store in Dandenong, I was reminded of a story from the twenty-second of March this year. When a man in a hoodie went into the Club X on Glen Huntley Road in Glen Huntley.
2: Another adult entertainment store.
7: And stole fake marijuana.
2: Uh, hello. There's the link. The so, guy just wants to chill out.
1: And we've
7: Incense on the 17th of March. Yep.
2: Mm. Marijuana
7: on the 22nd of March. The photos are very similar. I'll put them on Twitter, at MMMHotBreakfast. Two hoodies. If we get a Tim Tam thief or a lava lamps stealer, mm. we know it's him.
2: <laughs> yep. A couple if, of
7: Bob Marley records yes. have been
1: pinched.
2: Some Freddo Fred frogs or birdie beetles, <laughs> if they go missing.
7: He's on a very slow rampage. A <laughs> couple of large pairs of Thai fisherman's pants. <laughs> And we've got if our he, man. It,
2: and then yeah, he's stolen a bottle of almond oil. <laughs> uh, we know who
7: we- And he's wearing patchouli. Yeah. Why would you
2: go into an adult's-
7: Oh, stop it with well, the, this. Come on. No, There's
2: that's... so much available. <laughs> he's got the fake marijuana and the incense stick. I, I'm glad that I flushed you out, though. You've got the rubber <gasps> fist. I don't know what he'll do next. And the gimp mask. <laughs> I think I know exactly where you, you live, Seb Costello. He's
7: f- going to go the chocolate body paint you. next. Oh,
2: yes. Yeah, well. Lick yourself clean and yeah. go to bed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's sixteen to nine on Triple M with Lawrence Mooney, Seb Gostello, Rosie, and we're on the hunt for the incense stick th- thief.
2: Yes. Stealer. <laughs> Stealer.
1: As they bunch up around the turn. Now Fame Game. He's got to the
6: extreme outside with the offer. Big Orange first for home from XS Doddage. Stays Sky joining in, and now trip to Paris is coming. They're followed then by who shot the barman going through side is our Ivanhoe. Coming past the 300 metres. XS Donage went to the lead narrowly. Here's Prince of Penzance coming on down the outside
1: one of the most famous results in the history of the Melbourne Cup and it was Michelle Payne getting over mm. the line and she joins us now, the reigning, winning jockey of the Melbourne Cup. Morning, Michelle. Good
10: morning. I can't say I ever get sick of hearing that. <laughs> <kettle>. <laughs> and oh, you should have.
2: don't. And I that, mean, uh, that beautiful shot of you afterwards in the jockey's room staring at the Melbourne Cup, it is iconic. Yeah, it was a, an amazing moment. I still um, still feel like
10: one day I'm going to wake up and it's been one, one big dream.
1: Well, you are a Melbourne Cup-winning jockey, and that's got to go down as a highlight of your life, but what's the coolest thing you've been able to do since winning the Melbourne Cup?
10: Oh, there's been so many different things I've been able to experience. I'd say probably the number one for me was meeting Roger Federer and yes. having a chat with him.
3: That was pretty... <laughs> what did he say
10: to you? Oh, he just chatted to us for like 10 minutes, Like, um, just so nice and so down-to-earth and normal. It was, it was amazing.
1: Do you pinch yourself in that moment saying, you know, I'm walking in the rarefied air of a sporting superstar from another code?
10: Oh, absolutely. Um, it just doesn't seem like real life. And, yeah, like I said, one day I feel like it's going to be a big dream and I'll wake up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got the tab stamp to prove that it wasn't a dream. Thanks very much, by the way, Michelle. <laughs> well
10: yeah. done, no problem. <laughs> yeah, I wish,
2: wish I had a back to you, Michelle. But um, never mind. Uh, you talk uh, about the male-dominated nature of the industry after the race uh do you think that that's going to change because of your win
10: uh I think it's helping um I just think basically we just need the opportunity to continue to prove that we can mix it with the boys and mm. um yeah I couldn't have been more grateful to Darren Weir on the day for giving me that chance and um uh, it all fell into place and and yeah we were able to win but um I just think that that's the main thing. I think that without the opportunity, obviously, you've got no chance to prove it. And I think we are getting more opportunities. So just make the most of them and and hope they keep coming.
2: Yeah, the horse doesn't know whether you're male or female, does it?
10: No, well, the whole thing is is, um, everybody says it's a strength issue or whatever. And um, that's crazy. It's all about, you know, having that bond with the horse and getting it to run as best it can for you. And um, yeah, I think that that's just, with the amount of wins that we've had and limited opportunities in big races that, you know, it's not all about what people think um, with the guys being stronger and who they are anyway. So, um, yeah, it's just something that we've got to keep working mm. out and make the most of, of the chances we get. Hey, just
1: quickly, Michelle, you mentioned Darren Weir and you two will always hold a special place in each other's lives. What's the plan moving forward? Will you continue to work together or is it sort of going in different directions?
10: Oh, look, I hope to. We, um, I, I respect him so much as a trainer. He's, he's obviously the leading trainer in Australia. And um, unfortunately, after the Cup, I've been here, there and everywhere promoting the win for the racing industry and for myself, I guess, and for females. So it, I guess that, you know, if you're not there doing the work, it's, that's the main thing, That um, the reason why I haven't been riding for him. But hopefully that will um, all sort of settle down and I'll be able to continue riding for him.
2: Michelle, uh, we were talking earlier in the show about surprise swearing in the workplace and I've heard that when the jockeys are in the pack there can be some quite foul language going on. Are you a swearer when you're in the scrum or are you quite politely, could you get out of the way please?
10: Uh, I generally just tend to let the other guys know that you're in there or if um, Mm. they're getting a bit rough with you. Occasionally, one can slip out if you're um, <laughs> if you in the midst of a situation where they're not listening. Um, right, okay. tends, tends to get their attention a bit better, but um, yeah, generally it's more or well, for me. It's just okay. you know calling the name and letting them know. So
2: if you uh, or, or, if you want to reiterate yeah. the point, you might uh, let one slip
1: occasionally.
10: Well, sometimes you might need to just get a little bit, um, yeah, get the point across a bit.
1: Terrific. Well, you've got a book out there, Michelle, at the moment. It's called Life As I Know It by Michelle Payne and John Arms. Get into that if you're a racing fan or a fan of Michelle Payne as we are. And thank you. Always good to chat to you, Michelle.
10: Thanks for having me on. Thank you.
1: Michelle Payne on Triple M, Moon Man, made a lot of headlines where she said anyone in the racing industry who didn't think women could do it could, should, and will get stuff.
2: Yes, them. and uh, you quoted that to oh. one of the great trainers of the Australian racing industry, Gay oh, Waterhouse. Yeah, okay. And Gay, of course, uh, is a woman who's broken a lot of barriers. It is. And so uh, but we've got to get who, to a song. Who, uh, yeah, but who Not better yet. to ask about no. that quote? Well, Can we, sh- can we listen to yeah. Seb talking to Gay Waterhouse?
1: I think a lot of people pump their fists a little bit when they heard those comments that anybody who thinks that women can't do it in racing, well, quote, they can get stuffed.
2: That's a reaction you don't want to hear. As a comedian, you... <laughs> 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 oh, <yeah>. <laughs> 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 Rub it in. Man. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> and, uh, you went down in a screaming heap. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is what I have
2: to put up with just want to warn our listeners, too, if you're going to hit us up on social media and give us a compliment, be careful, because Seb will stalk you. Uh, you you'll go through your media. You'll uh, have a look at your photos.
1: <laughs> All right, let's, let's play radio confessions. <laughs> Mooney just sat me down and said, here's how you stalk people. You get involved <laughs> in their Twitter accounts and their Instagram accounts, like I oh, yeah. do, well, quote-unquote Lawrence Mooney. Like it's me. And then you said... Here's how you save photos so you can look at them a bit later on. You are a creep. Uh, a creep. Mm. I think that's been well
2: established, yeah. but I don't think you're <laughs> telling anything,
1: Mate, anyone. Mate, I just scratched you with a pen, and you I did. would have no qualms about doing it again.
2: Yeah. All we've discovered about you today is if you held up an adult sex shop, you'd go for a big rubber fist and a gimp mask. Well, so well, there you go, Mr. And Mrs. Costello. You've raised a real pearl. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's better than incense sticks, isn't it? <laughs> Mate, I'm going to get some fluffy handcuffs and keep you out of the studio. Before that is tomorrow.
2: the gateway. Fluffy handcuffs. It's all downhill from there. <laughs>
1: I can't win with you, can yeah. I? Mate. Playing
2: sex cop. So well, who have
1: we got on the show tomorrow? Now, you've got to get to your nine ten appointment with the Dandy Nong sex shop. In the <laughs> meantime, tomorrow we've got Donald Trump on the program,
2: which is very exciting. We're also speaking to Louisa Emelian, who has been nominated for a Barry for the, in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival last year. We were both nominated for a Barry. She's gone Me back and you. to back. No, Louisa. Uh, Louisa. And uh, that's galling. And we've got. We all uh, hate an overachiever, but uh, she'll be joining us. Fantastic.
1: Good on you, Louisa. And we've got Scafey, mate, from the V8s. A nice, strong sport.
2: What's happening down at Phillip Island? Oh,
1: the WD40 Super Sprint, mate. It is going to be terrific <laughs> down at the island. You know, I'd look, just because I like a sport with a bit of, bit of bollocks I about love, it, mate. Uh,
2: do you know what I love about the V8 supercars no, is, yeah. unlike the F1s, they still bunch up together. Mm. There's still a bit of biffo as you go around the, the bends and through the chicanes. It's very exciting motorsport.
1: It is fantastic. And you're just making that up. No. You'll be at the ballet on the weekend, probably.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm high art. I am high art. Yeah, the opera. I love a bit of V8 supercar.
0: Thanks for listening to the Triple M Breakfast Podcast. You can hear more from Seb Costello and Lawrence Mooney on Triple M in Melbourne from 6 till 9. Or listen live from anywhere in the world at triplem.com.au. Thanks to Mighty Helpful Mighty 10. They have a huge range of timber and they'll go to any
8: length to get you what you want. On site. On time. In full. Check out your local store online.